Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 274 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Keen. Thanks, Keen. Thank you, Keen. You're really keen, Keen. Ooh, I like that. That was good. (laughs) So today we will be discussing part two of chapter 25 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Seer Overheard. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to glance your way through the details. Get it? Do you get it? Do you get it? Okay. I get it. All right, good. All right. Anywho, before we begin, we have weekly profit news from Mixed Mouse Tales, who was actually doing mouse tail stuff. I was. <laughs> and this is also going to be a combined effort with Katie because, you know, she was there too. Yes, yes. So oh, it's me. We, we wanted to talk about the fact that we just got back. Literally two days ago, we were at Universal Hollywood for their holiday stuff that they have going on. Um, do you want to talk about what we did? If I can remember everything that we did. Because do you want I, me to like, talk about Universal and you can talk about the coffee shop? Sure. Okay. So <laughs> at work. Universal Hollywood, first of all, we took my mom for the first time to Universal Hollywood. She has never been there. Um, not only I I said this the last time that we went, but if we're comparing Hogsmeade's only, I do really enjoy Universal Hollywood's Hogsmeade more. <gasps> now, I, I miss Diagonale when I go there, though. Well, yeah. They don't have Diagon Alley. But I, Hogsmeade's a little bigger. It's mm. like a little wider. Ooh, um, I like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's like more actual shops and less just like facades. Mm, okay. So it's like they took some of the Diagon Alley shops and brought them <gasps> to Hogsmeade. So it's like kind of nice because they have Wiseacres there. Um, and I really love the little Wiseacres, Ollivander's combo shop that they have. And then they have Dervish and Bangs, but it's bigger than the one in Orlando because it connects it connects to um it's not Madame Melkins, is it? No, it's like it's basically it's like a dress road shop. I can't remember I what the name of it called. is. It's gonna drive Twi- me nuts. and no Glad Rags. No. Glad Rags. Oh. Glad Rags wizard wear. Yes, and that's what it is. I think or something. So it like connects and it's like it's kind of like a horseshoe type store. Um where like, oh, it, it like went, swings oh, around. <laughs> I you... thought they sold horseshoes, and I was like, mm, yes. okay. <laughs> um, so you like go in, and then the back room is—it's not wands like it is at Orlando. I can't remember what they have back there. I'm like blanking. I think it's just like a—I think it's like an extension of—it's um, an extension of. Oh my god, what is the story? I literally just said it. Glad my, rags? 
No. Flatirons. No. Dervish and uh, bangs. bangs. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So it's like an extension of Dervish and bangs, and then it's the glad rags in the front. And their honeydukes still has Zonkos attached to it. And Shut it your is, mouth. Yeah, and it's it's actually divided still. Zonkos mm-hmm. and honeydukes, which Universal Orlando used to have, but then they just kind of extended honeydukes, which like I understand the crowds they need. They needed the space, but like it was so cool to have Zonkos. And like I get that they did it because they were building um Weasley Wizard Wheezes over in Diagon Alley, but like you still it's need cool both. to have Zonkos. Yeah, no, so, I completely agree. Yeah. Because so we knew really cool. Zonkos for so long within like the series before Fred right. and George like started their shop. Exactly. Plus there's like all of that in prisoner. Yeah, it's just such a cute little like nod to it. And I just I love the theming of it. And I really miss that that is gone at Orlando. And then also their Filch's Emporium is a little bit bigger. Mm -hmm. Um, That is like I I think that's my favorite store. I think that's my favorite shop that and obviously Borgen and Burks because they have all the Deathly Hallows stuff there. Borgen and Burks is awesome. Dark stuff. We found a really awesome Hogwarts alumni blanket at Filch's. And that was like the only place that they had it. Mm -hmm. It was nowhere Mm. else. Um, I feel like they do that, though. Like there's stuff back there. You can only find there. Mm -hmm. Very special. You do. You have to go. And if and if you don't know where that is in the parks, it's underneath uh, Hogwarts. Yes. Oh, speaking of Hogwarts, fun little fact about Universal Hollywood, mm. their seat benches at Forbidden Journey are smaller than Orlando's, and I did not fit on the ride. Mm-hmm. I couldn't ride it. Mm-hmm. It hurts my I mean, heart. It's the same ride, so it's like. But still, when you're looking whatever. forward to going on rides, yeah. Well, not everyone, you know, if you're going to Hollywood, you're going to Hollywood. You might not be going to Orlando, right? Yeah, I like I like chance fit to. comfortably on Forbidden Journey in Florida. Mm-hmm. And the Forbidden Journey in LA, it only clicked one time for me, and it has to click three times. So like, yeah. it's like a big difference. Yeah, it was just, it was annoying, and like, yeah, it's not a ride that can't be accommodating. Mm-hmm. So like, it just doesn't make sense to me, especially if you're able to do it in Orlando. Why can't you just have the same benches in Hollywood? Yeah, that's like, very strange. It's annoying. Um, so we didn't get to ride that because, and I felt so bad because like my mom and Kate could have ridden it. Like we were all on it and like mine just wouldn't go down. I also hate how they do it. Like mine clicked once and then Mm -hmm. they just open it and they ask you to step off. And the girl looked at me and she's like, I'll explain in a second. And it's like, mm, we need, then we just have to stand there. It was a long process. And they like, they just like let us stand there for like a solid three minutes watching benches go by and nobody came and talked to us. And then all of a sudden they pulled us, us and this one other guy in the back. And they were like, so we want to let you know that we had to remove you off the ride because we couldn't get the three clicks and it's for your safety. So we're going to take you to the test bench and make sure that we can't and like the lady even let katie like push on it to like help me and even with katie pushing i couldn't get the light to go green and that's why i was like wow this is a lot smaller yeah. than orlando because you've always written it or in I've orlando there's in, never yeah. been an issue yeah so that's so I weird 
Um, uh, maybe just be a little more sensitive, friends who are working in those types of yeah. It's just jobs. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's just frustrating yeah. because, like, I know that that ride can like, be more accommodating. You and get it wasn't. why you get it, but like, right. why is it different? Yeah, like mm-hmm. we understand that that's for safety and whatnot. And not only that, but like, okay, it's for safety, but you mean to tell me you couldn't have built the benches a little wider? Yeah, like, it's just strange that they're it different. Really, it's just, uh, or even like just sucky. how you get locked in. Yeah, it's like there has strange. to be, because it's not like it's Forbidden Journey. It's not like you're going like in an upside down roller coaster with G Force. <laughs> right. Like you could yeah. make this ride more inclusive, a thousand yeah. percent. I mean, so we, sh- many of we, we should inclusive. we should be doing that anyways, you know, and we didn't ride it, but I do know that it's an issue at Universal Hollywood. The Secret Life of Pets ride, OK, which is a dark ride where you sit mm-hmm. and you literally just go through rooms like a Disney ride. Mm-hmm. That ride gets a bunch of crap, basically, because the the seats are not inclusive. And I was when we went last year. I just fit on that ride. And I was like, there is absolutely no reason for this ride to have a seat like this for my quote safety. It is a dark ride that does nothing except move me through rooms. Like in infants for, for those of you who don't know, most dark rides are like super slow yeah. and they'll like slowly turn you or like make you go backwards, but it's like crazy slow. I feel fine on every single dark ride. Yeah. Um, babies can go on dark rides. Right. Literally like, newborns. like, like why infants. Is <laughs> why so, is this a thing? Yeah, that's um mm. so yeah. But I will say the one thing that Universal Hollywood has that Orlando just literally can't have because they don't have a back lot (laughs) is the studio tour at Hollywood, which is like one of the coolest things that they have there. Sometimes you might actually see a show being filmed like Ah. there's actually they like were filming that day. They were filming The Voice. They were filming the Kelly Clarkson show. They were and there was like Some three TV other shows too. and like three other TV shows. I didn't recognize what they were, but um, so that is really cool because and there were actually quite a few times on our tram tour where he had to turn the mics off and there was a screen that said quiet filming in progress because like we were going by live sound stages where they were like actually filming. Um, so that was really cool. And that is one of like the highlights of Universal Hollywood, I think. So that's awesome. Also, they're getting Super Mario World sooner than right. orlando so that was really cool oh yeah we saw the, we saw i mean it's like basically finished it looks so cool we saw it's the so pipe amazing. that you go through to like get into it and mm-hmm. i was convinced it was a photo op i was like so excited i was like oh my gosh katie we have to go down there and like get a picture and it was blocked off and i was sad. Uh, <laughs> took us like no. 30 minutes to get down there <laughs> yeah because they have like because it's on a, it's literally on a hill um, so there's like escalators to go from the upper lot to the lower lot. And like the lower lot is where Jurassic, the Jurassic World ride is, Transformers, the mummy, and that's where Super Mario World is going. And then the upper lot is where everything else is. So all I hear is escalators, escalators, escalators. <laughs> Wait, I so, think we have more news. What? Hold on. We have an epic universe date. 
Oh yeah, oh, yeah that's right. We have an it. opening date for Epic Universe, which kind of a date include kind of a date Super um, Mario World, which will include Nintendo Super World, Mario World, sorry. Nintendo. Right, that is a for sure, for sure, for sure. Harry Potter stuff we don't know yet, um, but that's summer of 2025, which so isn't exciting. too far off. 2025. Yeah. I know that sounds far away. It's gonna be here, like you know, it's don't gonna wait. be here before we know it. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. Um, I will be able to make it out to California with you guys because I really want to do Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Um, Bridget wants to go. I want you to see wants the to go back. Mm-hmm. I need to go. Yeah. yeah so I, really I feel like a trip is needed. And um, it'll just happen to coincide with Super Nintendo World opening too. you know, like. <laughs> I need it. <laughs> I absolutely need it. So. That's a flight I'm going to have to make, which I'll be talking to my therapist about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, Let's talk about flight anxiety. <laughs> How can right. you help me? Oh, also, really I just wanted uh, regarding Universal Orlando, I mean, Universal Hollywood, I wanted to give a shout out to the Hilton at Universal. It's called Universal City. Mm hmm. Hollywood it's literally across like across the street from Universal Hollywood it is such a nice hotel I love the service there you can get a room with a view of the theme parks you can literally wake up to a view of Hogwarts Castle it's the most beautiful view in the entire world I highly recommend it this is not sponsored this is not an ad I've just chosen to stay there twice and I really love it their shuttle service is like so nice it's every 15 minutes they take you from the hotel to City Walk and then back um it's super convenient and if you miss the shuttle like if you end up staying at city walk too late it is walkable which is really nice it's only like a eight to ten minute walk if you end up missing the last shuttle um so yeah also shout out to angelina who went out to dinner with us and shout out to all of the swishers who came to city walk and did a meet up with us it was so much fun meeting you so much fun um and yeah and then we got dinner at antojitos and angelina decided to stay and hang out with us and it was a lot of fun so it was a good time. Thank you. Also, we missed our last shuttle and she gave us a ride, which was really <laughs> we sweet. We did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when we talk about the coffee house. Yeah, Nimbus Coffee. This is just um, now a news update podcast. Yeah. Welcome. Boop, 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 boop. Newsflash. Um, so we went to this place that we wanted to go to a couple times that we've gone out there called Nimbus Coffee. It is a Potter themed coffee shop and we finally were able to and it's funny because we almost weren't able to one the first day we decided to go they were actually closed i'm glad that i found that out before we went because usually we don't <laughs> look it was kind and of then... annoying to get there because it's like in downtown yeah um but anyway we were able to go switch our plans around so we could go another day and they're like closing this weekend or next week this is not going to make sense if you're listening to this in the future because they are <laughs> closing that location to open other locations elsewhere which is pretty cool but Ooh, yeah nice. so like the one that we went to is like closing permanently yeah. but they are opening others so our reviews stand it was legitimately <laughs> amazing coffee really friendly staff amazing themed Oh, the whole restaurant food was super good like this i had a ginny gingerbread latte it was so yummy and it was like (laughs) phenomenal like so good um just like the whole we took videos and everything and we'll post it in pictures obviously um but it was just like a really it was worth 
the wanting to go and the waiting to go and the, <laughs> the hike that wasn't totally. really a hike out there. Um, can't I can't recommend enough. So if get the avocado toast, it was yummy. As was all the bakery, mm-hmm. and we got two bakery things, but they were very good. And I got a little gingerbread in my latte, and it was delicious. Hmm. Gingerbread's hard to do right. I saw your face. Yeah, that, that was, was real. Like that was, that real, was real. <laughs> Meg like wants to it take a picture, real. and I took a sip, and I was like, "Oh, so good." So highly recommend if they're not open when you listen to this, keep it on your brain and go support them when they open. Worth it. Worth it. Meg, you're on. Oh. <laughs> on that note, make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends. Because if you like us, then they may too. Subscribe Probably. To- <laughs> they should. <laughs> Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Swish Flickcast. Also, to go back to sharing this episode, we are one of like the top shared podcasts on Spotify <gasps> Thanks, in Shut up! 2022. It was like... We're like in the top like 5% of like most you shared guys. podcasts. So like oh. thank you guys so much for sharing it. Share it on your Instagram. Mm. Share the link with your friends. Like text it. Whatever. Thank you guys so much for for actually listening to my suggestions. I really appreciate it. And also <laughs> thanks for just like liking us so much. It's so awesome. Um, <laughs> if you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swish Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to the Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. If you would like to, we are always accepting our Potter stories to our email or any other fun things, questions, or concerns in our email, swishflickcast at gmail.com. Way to go, you. Good job. Right. Are you ready? <sighs> ready. I've got a microphone in front of me. I've got these headphones on. I don't want to lie for the recap. Just <laughs> <laughs> channeling Mariah a little bit. <laughs> oh my God. It is December as of this recording. So <laughs> the queen of Christmas. Truly. I like that <sighs> one meme where it's like, Objects in the mirror closer than they appear, and it's like I knew it like November. (laughs) Amazing! Oh my god! Okay. Last episode, we were joined by the lovely ladies of Goblet of Wine. This is awkward because we recorded these all out of order, but you know, whatever. We also did very (laughs) embarrassing British accents, so hope you enjoyed that. Um, as far as the episode, actually, what happened, Harry and Ginny are finally a couple. Woohoo! Not Yay. for very long, but then for long, you know. Um, <laughs> Harry and Hermione have <laughs> another argument about the prince. Harry's still defending him, I guess. We do know oh that my it's God. him. But, um, Harry gets another message from Dumbledore, but on his way there, stumbles on Trelawney trying to get in the room of requirement. She did get in. But she was pushed out. Who's in there celebrating? <gasps> Harry knows. Celebrate. Whooping. Whooping. <laughs> Whooping. Gully. Gully. 
All right, what's to come? What's to come? Mm. Well, what to say? Professor Trelawney lets slip a very important detail that's been kept from Harry. Trelawney. overheard that prophecy. He runs to Dumbledore ready to fight. But Dumbledore's found a horcrux. But they really ought to duke it out a little beforehand, right? Harry, this is about to be your last night with Dumbledore. Ever. (gasps) Careful what you say. I just got horrible chills. (laughs) I might cry for real. I don't like that. Ew. Ew. Literally, like, I have chills over my body, but not the good kind. (laughs) Tiffany. (laughs) (laughs) You guys, I'm going to (laughs) cry. God, when Things? I first read that, I literally read it four times to make sure that I was reading it right. And then I cried in my bed. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I was I was so convinced it didn't happen. I love that for you. Like until Deathly Hollows came out. Like I was a part of the club of like his body didn't react the way it should have being hit with a vada kedavra like he's not dead this is you were ron that's ron weasley yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't, didn't believe it till they were in the nuke in between yeah mm. oh. i was like oh he is dead <laughs> oh <laughs> it took you to the end of the book to realize that he's actually yes, dead. oh did you think he like, sent the dough i uh I think I did. Okay. And then I was also pretty, like, I was just convinced that he was, like, lying low and, like, letting people think he was dead. And he was just going to, like, boom, come out at the end and be like, I'm back. At the end I'm of this to, massive fight. Sa- He's like, here, here to am. save your camping trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he gosh. starts the slow clap. <laughs> here, everybody to the way. <laughs> Uh, so my section starts out with turds in bold. Tiffany, <laughs> <laughs> you started it. I did. I started a Google Doc battle today while we were doing notes. Um, all right. I have a lot of tea in my section. Uh, I wrote some of these a long time ago. I wrote some of them today. Bear with me. So here we go. Let's go. Trelawney is calling out... Who's there? And Harry's like irritated with her. Like, why are you yelling out to somebody who kicked you out of this room? And then he gets a little bit sassy and he's like, why couldn't you just find out who was there without yelling out? You know, (laughs) don't you have an inner eye? But she tells him that the inner eye was focused on matters outside of the mundane realms of whooping voices (laughs) And I absolutely, like, if you take the time to really appreciate the way that she speaks, it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely fantastic. And I'm not sure if Harry, like, actually meant using the inner eye because he believes her to be mostly a fraud, right? Except for, right. like, a couple of legitimate prophecies. Um, but I think he just meant, like, can you, like, sneak in and peek? Wait a minute, what? Why do we get 50 points? Marguerite got bingo. Bingo. Shut up, Marguerite, you perfect angel, you. (laughs) I am... I'm sorry, everyone who is listening to this and is like, what's happening? Oh, I'm so happy. Gryffindor needs the win. (laughs) Truly, we do. Keep it up, Griffs. Oh, Marguerite. I love you. All right, what was I even talking about? Um... (laughs) 
Harry just means like, can't you just sneak in, take a peek, kind of like what he did with Malfoy in the bathroom, and then get caught and almost cursed. So mm, maybe not. But rightfully so, like, I don't know. I feel like Harry thinks that way. Like, you got to be like a little bit sneaky because he does a lot of sneaking around, but she doesn't really care, I guess. Pinching uh, around. Pinching around. And Harry just says, right. And then he pushes on and he asks her if whoever was in there said who they were. She's like, no, obviously. And so this seems um, kind of silly. If you're asking this question, it's the room of requirement. People go there to not really be known. You know what I mean? Like there's it's a room of hidden things, hidden being a key word so like if somebody's in there doing something it's probably because they don't want anybody else knowing so it just that just seemed a little bit silly um and so she asks this question she said that the room went black sorry after she asked that question and she was hurled out meaning thrown out head first from the room and i just want you to take a moment and picture this in your head So I assume, okay, I assume that Malfoy uses the hand of glory Mm. and the dark, and the darkness powder so he can see what's happening. So I want everybody to picture Malfoy actually like throwing Trelawney out because I feel like that's an interesting thing and I really would have loved to see it filmed, but I wonder um, if they did. And it just like got cut. Maybe, maybe. And then I was thinking about the hand of glory. And apparently we already talked about this because I talked to my good friend Mia and she was like, you guys already discussed this. But I (laughs) forgot that the hand of glory was like real. That's real. (laughs) It's real. It's real. It's dried and pickled hand of a hanged man, often specified as being left, um, Latin for sinister, hand. If the person was hanged for murder, the hand that did the deed. It's yes, it's disgusting. It's real. Is it real? Hand of glory. Yes, it's real. Is it real? Is it the hand real, real? is real? The nails are real. The pickling so, is real. The pickling <laughs> is real. So in like real time life, it's a real hand. And then in Potter, um, it's a dark artifact, a shriveled hand which gave candlelight only to the holder. It could shine through veiled created by Peruvian instant darkness powder which was resistant to most light creation spells. So that's going to come up later again (laughs) for our friends. And then all the sad things that happen, proving instant darkness powder, you know, being sold to Draco Malfoy. Fun times. It's crazy how much that stuff gets used. And isn't that, that's like a Fred and George thing mm-hmm. right it is indeed because ron was like i'm going to talk about who they're like selling to and whatnot mm-hmm. um so harry then makes a really rude joke 
but it's funny, but it's also rude. <laughs> and he says, quote, and you didn't see that coming. <laughs> he said, <laughs> unable to help himself. No, I did not. As I say, it was pitch. And then she stopped and glared at him suspiciously. But like, what is she suspicious about? Him being know. cheeky. Maybe. You think? I don't know. I don't know. Like, why are you looking at him? Are you just wondering why he's crying so much? Like, Probably. Why do you care? Maybe. I, I want to point out that Brandon also got bingo. I don't want there to be a lack of enthusiasm here because Ravenclaw got bingo. But we're doing double bingo today. I'm Brandon not saying got anything. it. So congratulations. Mm. Bingo. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> Eat glass. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, Mia, that is me. <laughs> Brandon, I love you. <laughs> uh, all right. So Harry tells her <laughs> that he thinks that she better tell Dumbledore what she just experienced because in his mind, it's Malfoy, right? And he says mm -hmm. out loud, quote, he ought to know Malfoy celebrating. I mean, that someone threw you out of the room. Oh, I roll. Okay. <laughs> someone. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> Truly. Are you ready for some Hogwarts teacher tea? Always. Mm -hmm. Scalding hot. It is hot. Quote, the headmaster has him. Oh, wait, what? Intimated? So such fancy words. Yeah, I think yeah. that's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that he would prefer fewer visits from me, she said coldly. I am not one to press my company upon those who do not value it. If Dumbledore chooses to ignore the warnings the cards show, her bony hand closed suddenly around Harry's wrist again and again, no matter how I lay them out. And she pulled a card dramatically from underneath her shawls. <laughs> The lightning struck tower, she whispered. Calamity, disaster, coming nearer all the time. She's really a seer. <gasps> um, I would like to know, first of all, how the heck that conversation with Dumbledore went. <laughs> He's like, get out of my office. I would like to see you less. Uh, I don't know. I'm sure he said it nicer than that. But secondly, <laughs> girlfriend is correct. So I know that we've like touched on a little bit of this before. The lightning struck tower. Dumbledore is killed on the astronomy tower and falls. She goes on to say calamity disaster coming near her all the time. Yes, accurate. That is exactly what happens very soon. So I have a lot of questions all at once. Let me read them. Who is to say that she did not have more real prophecies? She doesn't know when she has them. They can happen when she is alone and no one is there to report about it. Mm -hmm. Did she maybe remember this one? Did she have it so often that it was ingrained in her mind and she kept coming for help about it? Does Dumbledore know that it is real and pushes it off because he has a plan? Did she have a vision in front of him again about it? Is he choosing to act a certain way about the prophecies she's made because he thinks he can override what has been foretold? Mm. Wow. I know. It's a lot of different questions all at once, but I think every single one of them is very valid. I, I think would agree. That, I think that partially he knows that she's right and her being insistent is taking up 
his time that he views as precious that he has left to do certain things. And as rude as it sounds, she's like getting in the way. And like he already knows that this is coming. So like he doesn't need her to continuously tell him this. So maybe that's why he says it, because he's like, I need to focus on other things. I know this is coming. Please stay away. Because we always talk about um, like how Voldemort acted upon the prophecy and like not every prophecy that's made in the Hall of Prophecies necessarily comes to fruition. So is he trying to override this prophecy? Was it made in front of him in the office? Maybe he like, it is what it is. I don't want you in here anymore. I need to focus on this. Did it scare him? Mm. Um, Death is but the next great adventure. But, you know, we can say that as much as we want, but maybe we do still have like a slim fear for the unknown. I can see that. So does Phil. Phil agrees. <laughs> animals are off the hook tonight. He's <laughs> snorting because he's sick. Phil's barking. Fozzie joined in. barking. Yes. So I feel like um, maybe another one was made in front of him. Maybe that was their destiny together, you know? Yeah. I mean, all of... I mean... Obviously, the big one was made in front of him. The mm-hmm. big one. <laughs> I feel like Sid yeah, from Toy Story. The big the one. Big one. More than extremely <laughs> dangerous. dangerous. Keep out of reach, reach of, of children. children. Cool. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs> If you know, you know. I like when he smacks his head against the window. I gotta say, meeting Sid at Disneyland was one of the most terrifying. It was. He was like so scary. It was really scary. He was so creepy. So creepy. Uh, Anywho. But like I was saying, maybe that's their destiny together to these prophecies. The big one, big one was made in front of him. Another large one made in front of Harry. Um, yeah, I just feel like this is this is all interwoven destiny stuff. Harry doesn't take her seriously though, and he just tells her, "Let's go." I think you should tell him anyways. I don't really care. Let's bust into his office. Harry tells her to go with him because he's on his way there right now. And she smiles at this and she agrees and dumps her sherry bottles in a large blue and white vase nearby. Quote, I miss having you in my classes, Harry. She said soulfully as they set off together. You were never much of a seer, but you were a wonderful object. An object is with a capital O. Ma'am, please. I don't like any of that. And obviously, Harry didn't like it either. He hated being the object in her class. It was miserable for him. Let me just predict my death every day, thanks. He's like, yeah, I know. I'm destined (laughs) to die. Thank you. I'm not going to die today. I like that she refers to him as Harry. And not Potter. Oh, not Potter. Mm -hmm. She does a couple times. Hmm. It's just interesting to me. It is interesting. And she's clearly wrong because he's a seer in his own way. Oh, absolutely. She, she <sighs> I don't know. Can you imagine the ego if she knew what she actually did? 
I feel like she would run with it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's she can't so even she's see desperate. Her own true seeing abilities. I know she's so desperate for it. I feel bad for her though sometimes. But then in this yeah. next situation, I really don't feel bad for her because she's not nice. Um, quote. Oh, I'm sorry. She starts talking some Bob Shorts about Frenzy. Mm-hmm. Quote. I am afraid she went on that the nag. I'm sorry. The centaur knows nothing of a cart cartomancy. I asked him one seer to another. Had he not too sensed the distant vibrations coming from coming catastrophe? But he seemed to find me almost comical. Yes, comical. And her voice was hysterical. And Harry's like, mm, I still smell some sherry, but the bottles are gone. Must be your breath. He doesn't say that, <laughs> but I inferred that. Yeah. Quote, perhaps the horse. Oh had heard people say that I have not inherited my great-great-grandmother's gift. Those rumors have been banded about by the jealous for years. You know what I say to such people, Harry? Would Dumbledore have let me teach at this great school, put so much trust in me all these years, had I not proved myself to him? Sybil... You need to take several seats because name calling is never okay, especially those names because they're clearly slurs about centaurs. And it's yeah. not cool. Plus, it when you stoop to name cool. calling, that just means that you've run out of facts and you're just you're mm. spitballing nonsense. Just and they to hear have your own two voice. totally different ways of divination. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like they have two totally different says ways. One is right and one is wrong. Like they can both be right. Right. They just teach differently. Correct. And Harry's not really listening to her. Um, He like mumbles at her or something. And then we hear the story of how she actually got a job at the school. And we hear it from her point of view instead of Dumbledore's. Get ready for some reading, friends. Tuck in. It's story time. Quote. I well remember my first interview with Dumbledore when on Professor Trelawney in throaty tones. <laughs> he was deeply impressed, of course, deeply impressed. I was staying at the Hogshead, which I do not advise. Incidentally, bedbugs, dear boy. But funds were low. Dumbledore did me the courtesy of calling upon me in my room. Which is weird. He questioned me. (laughs) I must confess that at first I thought he seemed ill disposed towards divination. And I remember I was starting to feel a little odd. Oh, you don't say. I had not eaten much that day. But then, and now Harry was paying attention properly for the first time. For he knew what had happened then. Professor Trelawney had made the prophecy that altered the course of his whole life. The prophecy about him and Voldemort. A.K.A. the big one. (laughs) But then we were rudely interrupted by Severus Snape. What? Yes. (laughs) There was a commotion outside the door and it flew open. And there (laughs) was that rather uncouth barman standing with Snape who was waffling. (laughs) Yes. Aberforth. (laughs) I can just see him like holding him by the scruff. 
who was waffling about having come the wrong way up the stairs, although I am afraid that I myself rather thought he had been apprehended, eavesdropping on my interview with Dumbledore, you see. He himself was seeking a job at the time and no doubt hoped to pick up tips. Well, after that, you know, Dumbledore seemed much more disposed to giving me a job, and I could not help thinking, Harry that it was because he appreciated the stark contrast between my own unassuming manners and quiet talent compared to the pushing, thrusting young man who was prepared to listen at keyholes. Harry, dear? <laughs> That's it. That's the story. I love how she, like, like Harry's just, like, <laughs> spiraling and she just continues on the story. absolutely spiraling right now. <laughs> He's spiraling, spiraling so much that he had stopped walking and she went on 10 more feet, the author says. Um, he's flabbergasted, to say the least. How many DeVitos is 10 feet? It's Hello, like DeVito less than, a little bit less than Can two. you tell me? He's got to right? be. It's got to be like two and a half. Yeah, 2.073. Very good, very good. Uh, yeah, and if that sounded weird, me reading that, I've been listening to that one guy that does voices on TikTok um, where he, like, reads the ridiculous signs that, like, don't make sense. That guy's so funny. I love him a lot, and I love the way he reads the thank yous. He's like, thank you! <laughs> Avocado. <laughs> oh, okay. God. She repeats uncertainly, Harry? Harry was shook. He was, this is quote, Harry was standing stock still as waves of shock crashed over him, wave after wave, obliterating everything except the information that had been kept from him for so long. Mm. Dot, you didn't start dot, your section, dot. right? Why? Because you didn't read the word. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, Katie wrote farts. I didn't write that. Oh, Tiffany did. (laughs) 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 Oh my God, I wish we were live on YouTube because that would have made a fantastic gif. (laughs) You know. I'm diabolical. Uh, Don't record this. If I was recording Skype, it saves the video so I could have gotten it. Oh my god, okay. (sighs) Snape is the one who overheard the prophecy, and this bit of information had been kept from him. Snape carried the news of the prophecy to Voldemort. Snape is why his mom and dad died. Weep womp. Sad, sad. Harry Mm -hmm. just leaves Trelawney behind. (laughs) Like, poor thing. He's angry. He just, like, runs past her. She's like, wait, I thought we were going. He's like, Later. He just bursts. Honestly, to go. though, that's like a boss move to tell a teacher that. He, he's right. like, you stay here. You, you stay, stay here. here. I mean, Craziness. she's at this point drunk and probably isn't going to remember um, this anyway. Mm. Not that that's okay to talk to your teachers that way. Um, okay. So he runs past her to Dumbledore's corridor. He shouts the password at the gargoyle, takes the stairs three at a time, hammers Wait. on the door. 
What's the password? Oh, I don't usually, remember. It's usually candies when he's like, <laughs> sugar plums. <laughs> Just like I don't angrily screaming right candy names. <laughs> Fizzing with me. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know. Lemon drop. Dribbles <laughs> best blowing gum. Sugar quail. <laughs> It doesn't say. He just said, shouted the password of the gargoyle. Lame. Okay, so you can make I it I hope up. it's ridiculous. <laughs> Fizzing Wisbees. Fizzing Wisbees. Oh, um, my God. Takes the stairs three at a time and starts hammering on the door. And before Dumbledore calmly says enter, Harry has already flung himself inside. So he enters the office. Dumbledore is holding his black traveling cloak in his arms and says, well, Harry, I promised that you could come with me. And Harry's just kind of like lost in the convo for a second. Cause he's still stuck on the conversation that he just had with Trelawney. So like his mind is trying to catch up to the fact that like, Oh yeah, I was supposed to come here anyway. <laughs> like this is where mm-hmm. I was coming. <clears throat> Dumbledore called for me. I'm supposed to be meeting him here. He's still stuck on. I'm mad. And I came yeah. in here to yell at Dumbledore. Um, so he asks Dumbledore if he's found a Horcrux. And Dumbledore says he believes that he has. And Harry just like doesn't talk. He's just like silent for a second. Because in his in his mind, he's battling rage and resentment with shock mm. and excitement. And Dumbledore takes this as him being scared and says it's natural to be afraid. And Harry's like, I'm not scared. And then he asks, what's the Horcrux? Where is it? And Dumbledore says he's not sure which one, though he thinks that they can roll out the snake. But he thinks that it's hidden in a cave on the coast, and it's a cave that he's been trying to locate for many years, a cave in which Tom Riddle once terrorized two children from his orphanage on their annual trip. Um, and he asks Harry if he remembers, and Harry says yes. And Dumbledore says he isn't sure how it's protected, but he has suspicions that could be wrong. And he also hesitates and says, Harry, I promised, the, promised you that you could come with me, and I stand by that promise, but it would be very wrong of me not to warn you that this will be exceedingly dangerous. Mm. And Harry just like, before Dumbledore is even finished saying that, he's like, I'm coming. And now his anger is just like boiling again about Snape. And... Um, this is a quote. It says, boiling with anger at Snape, his desire to do something desperate and risky had increased tenfold in the last few minutes. This Hello, seemed- Gryffindor. Definitely mm. Gryffindor <laughs> This seemed to show on Harry's face, for Dumbledore moved away from the window and looked more closely at Harry, a slight crease between his silver eyebrows. He's using legilimency here. And he says, what has happened to you? And Harry promptly lies and says nothing <laughs> and Dumbledore pushes again what has upset you and Harry says I'm not upset clearly upset and then Dumbledore's like Harry you were never a good Aquamens and him saying that word sparked and ignited Harry's theory all over again and he very loudly just goes Snape <laughs> Fizzing Wisbees. Snape. It literally flies out. <laughs> Snape. And he says it so loudly that Fox gives a soft squawk behind them. 
Snape's what's happened. He told Voldemort about the prophecy. It was him. He listened outside the door. Trelawney told me. Mm. Can you imagine Dumbledore in this moment? Like, he tries so hard to keep what he wants to keep under wraps. Super That's a pretty tight under wrap. Big thing to leave out. Mm. You got I understand God. why he does because it very clearly gives this i think this is the word i'm looking for like visceral response from harry right like he can't mm -hmm. see past this yeah and even though dumbledore can see past this because he has full faith in snape and he has full trust in him dumbledore knows that harry's never gonna get there so uh. like as crappy as it is to keep this piece from him it's also like reals why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app. And it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 language, languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language ac acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app. There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com dot com slash today today do you have that one piece of clothing you keep going back to no matter how full your closet is having a versatile high quality favorite feels great but having a whole closet of them feels even better american giant puts the quality durability and comfort they're famous for into everything from t-shirts and jeans to sweatshirts and jackets and of course their legendary best hoodie ever so you can fill your wardrobe with the pieces that will get you through your spring days. Like the lightweight joggers and pullovers in the French Terry collection, or the rich and polished premium slub crew tee, 
Whether you're dressing for work, the gym, or happy hour, American Giant makes something that's sure to be your next closet go-to. And it's all made in America and designed to last a lifetime. Find a closet staple for every part of your day at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Necessary. Mm. So this is like an unfortunate turn. But at the same time, I feel like he does deserve to know this, but it's actually not really going to help the situation, him knowing this right now. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right. It's hard. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> um, my word that Tiffany gave me was poop. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're welcome. Dumbledore's Thank you. expression did not change poop. Poop. He had to poop. <laughs> Uh, so his expression didn't change. Sometimes people get nervous, poos. That's true. I do. Oh. Bubble gut. <laughs> Hot snakes and bubble gut. <laughs> so no expression change, but Harry's pretty sure he sees Dumbledore get a little whiter. Because he knows this <laughs> is bad that he learned this. You done messed up, A.A. Ron. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, not not good. Uh, So Dumbledore takes a very long moment. I think he's trying to figure out how he wants to navigate this sudden bomb of a revelation with Harry. And he finally, finally is like, when did you find out about this? And Harry says, just now. And he's trying not to yell. And it's not working at all because the next sentence is all shouty capitals. Uh, he says, and you let him teach here, and he told Voldemort to go after my mom and dad. Harry gets up, starts pacing. He wants to go on book five rampage, okay? He wants to throw things. He wants mm. to yell at Dumbledore. He wants to tear him apart with words. He wants to go at it. Yeah. I also think this is just a super unfortunate situation at in this moment for Dumbledore because the reasonings behind some of this stuff are not Dumbledore's story to tell. Mm-hmm. So, like, he can only say so much. And nothing he's going to say, I really, I think, is really going to convince Harry otherwise. It needs to come from Snape, but mm-hmm. right, that can't happen yet. Right. Well, it doesn't really happen at all. Well. This puzzle <laughs> piece was supposed to come later. Right. So now it's here. He should have said, look at me, and also, I'm really sorry. (laughs) But he didn't. I'm sorry, and I like your eyes. He was like, (laughs) okay, but hear me out. He was pretty selfish in death. I mean, the reasons for him doing what he did, like he's got this, asking for just Lily to to be spared, selfish. Last thing he does. Wants to look at Lily's eyes. A little bit yeah. selfish. Treated this kid like garbage for years. 
not even gonna say I'm sorry. Well, I don't know if Snape let me just name my kid after you. Let me just name my kid after you. <laughs> like Mia said earlier in the chat, Snape sucks. We need Lori to convince us otherwise. Yeah. Lori, help us understand. <clears throat> um, so we're on a rampage, right? Harry wants to go on a rampage. He's trying to control the anger because he's really mad at Dumbledore about this, but he wants to go with him to find a Horcrux. He wants to tell him that he's a foolish old man for trusting Snape, but he's worried if he does that, Dumbledore's not going to take him along on this very scary adventure that Harry probably doesn't want to go on anyway. Mm. So Dumbledore, always the calm and quiet, says, like, he's asking, him, like, please listen to me. It's hard for Harry to stop pacing. Dumbledore starts and says, Professor Snape made a terrible... Harry cuts him off. He's too mad. He's like, don't tell me it was a mistake, sir. He was listening at the door. Props for Harry for still using sir in this angry moment. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and Dumbledore is like, Harry, let me finish. Harry does, smartly so. Uh, so Dumbledore says, Professor Snape made a terrible mistake. He was still in Lord Voldemort's employ on the night he heard the first half of Professor Trelawney's prophecy. Naturally, he hastened to tell his master what he had heard, for it concerned his master most deeply, but he did not know, he had no possible way of knowing which boy Voldemort would hunt from then onward, or that the parents he would destroy in his murderous, con murderous quest were people that Professor Snape knew, that they were your mother and father. He's also leaving out the fact that Snape only heard some of it. We don't, I don't, I don't think, does Harry know that at this point? I don't think so. What did you say? I'm sorry. Snape only heard half the prophecy. Oh, he yeah. He didn't hear all of it. Yeah, he didn't hear all he of it. He doesn't know that. Harry doesn't right. know that at this point. I think... And, and again, it's important to point out Dumbledore can only tell Harry so much because it's not his story to tell. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is something that if Harry's ever going to find out about it, it's going to come from Snape. I like what Mia said. It would have been more accurate to say Snape made a terrible decision. Yeah. Um, where was I? Oh, so he's like, you know, these are people that Snape knew and and Harry just lets out a quote, a yell of mirthless laughter. Yikes. Harry's like, uh, mm. Snape hated my dad just like he hates Sirius. And like, have you noticed that the people that Snape hates just end up dead? Ouch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Dumbledore tells Harry he has no idea the remorse that Snape felt when he realized how Voldemort had interpreted the prophecy. Quote, I believe it to be the greatest regret of his life and the reason that he returned. He doesn't just believe it to be. He knows that it is. <laughs> yeah. He can't, and mm -hmm. like he, he literally can't tell Harry why right now. Like it is his biggest regret because. Well, and also Harry's made Lily die. Harry's mind is still compromised slightly. So like right. he has to be careful what he tells him mm -hmm. because because Snape is mm -hmm. still undercover. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We can't let slip the wrong thing and jeopardize the whole Right. Cover. Which is something I honestly didn't think about until Lori came mm -hmm. on and like talked about that. Like that realization of like Harry's mind being compromised and like the things that Snape can say in front of him. 
it goes the same with Dumbledore. I mean, that's partially why Dumbledore avoided him for like a whole year, you know, because mm-hmm. he didn't know what he could say to him. And like Harry's still not the best Legilimens or Aquamens. Right. So like it's still dangerous right. to say certain things to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I mean, this is like, you know, many years in the making of Snape yeah. risking his life. That's why he did return to be the the reason that Harry can go on and do what he needs to do in the prophecy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So Harry interrupts him again. And if I was Dumbledore, I'd be seeing red, <laughs> red. <laughs> He points Red. out that Snape is. <laughs> Hold on, did I say that wrong? That's a very what? What? <laughs> good. It's supposed to be good. There we go. He points out <laughs> Snape is a very food Aquaman. My computer always mm. changes good to food. I don't know why. Well, I, I guess that makes sense for me. Um. So Harry points out. Well, Snape is a really good Aquaman's. So isn't Voldemort convinced even now that Snape is on his side? uh, Quote, Professor, how can you be sure Snape's on our side? This is another moment where Dumbledore has to be really careful with what he says in case Voldemort's like ring ring on the other side of the telephone (laughs) in Harry's brain, right? It's also a really exactly how it works, right? It's also a really (laughs) valid question for Harry, though, because like Harry truly just doesn't get it. And he can't like, no. and this has to be such a hard place for Dumbledore to be because mm-hmm. and as a first time reader, we didn't get it either. Right. Right. So mm-hmm. all valid questions. So this is a moment where, again, Dumbledore doesn't speak. He looks like he's trying to make up his mind about something. He's trying to figure out how to say he trusts Snape without revealing any extra information. So he just keeps it simple. He just says, I am sure. <laughs> I trust Severus Snape completely. That gives nothing away. That mm-hmm. keeps Voldemort. Or, I mean, oh my God, Dumbledore on the side that Dumbledore needs ah! to be on. <laughs> Take a <laughs> shot. <laughs> um, and Harry straight up just explodes more. He's like, "Well, I don't." Mm. He's up to something with Malfoy. Quote: "Right now, right under your nose." I do think it's a lot to expect from Harry to just blindly get on Dumbledore's side with this. Well, he's still a kid, too. Yeah. You know? like, right. Yeah, I agree with you. And he can only also go by, like, how he is treated. Correct. Right. And Harry is treated unfairly. Truly. By like Snape. garbage by Snape. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Harry's getting a little sassy with Dumbledore. He's starting to go a little too far over the line, but he hasn't been pushed far enough yet. Uh, Dumbledore gets stern again. He's like, we've discussed this. I've told you my views about Malfoy. And then Harry's like, you're leaving the school tonight, and I'll bet you haven't even considered that Snape and, <sighs> Snape and Malfoy might have decided to... First of all, Mr. Potter, Dumbledore considers almost all things. Like, everything. True. Mm. And what he doesn't consider ends up in, like, a happy accident that works out anyway. So, like, don't worry about it. Dumbledore's got it. So he's like, what do you like suspect that they're up to anyway? And Harry's like, I, they're up to something. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Something not good. He's like, don't ask me something questions. Just listen to me. <laughs> so he tells Dumbledore about what happened when he ran into Trelawney, 
who's trying to get into the room of requirement and how he heard Malfoy whooping and celebrating. Quote, he's trying to mend something dangerous in there. And if you ask me, he's fixed it at last. And you're just about to walk out of school without. Dumbledore stops him and just says enough because that is Ooh. over the line. Um, he says, do you think that I have once left the school unprotected during my absences this year? I have not. Tonight when I leave, there will be there will again be additional protection in place. Please do not suggest that I do not take the safety of my students seriously, Harry. And Harry's like, oh, like, I didn't, like, mean that. <laughs> but, like, but also, do you remember my second year here in the Chamber of Secrets? Do you also right. remember you assigned me a detention in the forest? And then you remember when you let me participate in the Triwizard Club? And then, everywhere. do you remember? <laughs> do you remember how, um, like, Death Eaters get into the school literally tonight? Uh, <laughs> These tweets. Weep. Truly. So Dumbledore says, I do not wish to discuss this matter any further. Shut it down. (laughs) Shut Shut it down. down. (sighs) Over and done with. I always try to find a gif of that and I never can. I know. Dunzo. Oh my God. There it is. Right there. Wow. (gasps) Nice. Jessica Day. Very good. Very good. Lightning bolt round. Cracking lightning sounds. What's that one song? And the thunder rolls. Ooh. The thunder rolls. And the lightning strikes. Boom, boom, boom. And the love grows cold. Honestly, you listen not. I could keep going. <laughs> that song is song. in the depths of my mind. <laughs> Okay. Evie asks, do you Mm. pity Trelawney for the memory loss and her fortune telling being a secret to her? Yeah, that's that's, that's sad because you can tell that she really wants it. Um, She prides herself on being the great, great granddaughter of what's her face. I can't remember the top of my head right now. What's her name? Cassandra, I think. Cassandra. 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 But like, yeah, yeah. That, that's sad. Yeah. I also, like knowing that you have this very famous, legitimate, great, great, whoever to you who is like a known seer mm-hmm. <clears throat> and like probably feeling like you need to live up to that, too. But like, I almost feel like she tries too hard to do that when you actually do have the gift. But does she know that she actually has the gift? Does she just suspect that she does? Feel bad questions we have a lot of questions about Trelawney so this evening mm. um Amy Lou Mary Sue asks what was Snape actually doing at the hogshead wrong answers only <laughs> he was doing goat yoga <laughs> I was gonna oh. try to come up with something with goats <laughs> I was gonna say he was trying to get Trelawney's number <laughs> oh no his eyes are only on Lily girl I see your future well, she is no longer with the living, so he clearly doesn't care. He's still obsessed. <laughs> um, I don't know what else. He was getting a pint with Aberforth, clearly. They were hanging out on the steps. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden Aberforth didn't want him there anymore. And was yeah, like, wait. Like, Get what's out. this kid <laughs> doing here? 
Um, all right, let's see. Brandon said he was probably pooping. <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably pooping. Kendra, do you consider that Dumble should have told Harry about Snape's role in the prophecy being leaked to Voldemort, or was it smart to not tell him earlier? I think there was strategy behind it. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it was to be revealed eventually, but yeah, this really I'm caught him Much like guard. everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that... <laughs> Again, Harry uh, Harry was kind of a loose cannon in the sense that you didn't know what Voldemort was going to get from him. Right. So mm-hmm. it was dangerous to tell him too much. Yeah. Is he like it's a too, box it's, of chocolates? Oh, my God. <laughs> Katie. <laughs> which, I, which I honestly didn't consider until this reread. So it's a very interesting way to think. Because that was a lot of my trouble with Dumbledore yeah. for so long was why didn't he tell him more but now he I'm couldn't. understanding he couldn't also like you said if he did <sighs> that Harry connection is like, still wide open All right, yeah. let's go doing it it's like that's not how Harry was supposed to approach it at all he wasn't right. supposed to right. approach it hot headedly and recklessly yeah mm-hmm. it's very calculated and and planned as much as could be uh, last question, Marguerite. Do you think if Snape had been kind to Harry that he would have had a different reaction? Or do you think he would have been even angrier thinking Snape was simply alleviating a guilty conscience? I think he just would have been confused if Snape had been kind to him. Um, yeah. Like, this person is so nice to me. Um, why would they do something like that? I think it would probably make him feel like maybe he really had changed his ways. Um we don't get that. <laughs> I'm just having a really hard time picturing Snape being nice to Harry. Yeah. I mean, we see it. I, we see his kindness with Lily. We know I, it's there. We know I what it can look of, like. I think it would have been worse. <laughs> because, yeah, yeah I, I think that it would have felt worse finding out this information. Like, Even more of a betrayal. Yeah. Like, imagine mm-hmm. finding <laughs> out that, like, McGonagall overheard it and like kept that from him you know what i mean and like was this kind teacher who helped him and now he i don't know i don't know hmm. i don't know i think it would be hard Hmm. i mean it's garbagey either way yeah phil i know phil my mom's yelling at her she's <laughs> he barking at nothing. He just said, Billy, come here, boy. <laughs> Literally, this kid barks at whatever he feels he needs to bark at. And I tell him, No, you're okay. And he looks at me like, I'm trying to protect you from the wind. You should be thanking me. And I'm like, Phil, you're really loud in my ears. Can you take it down? Several decibels. Oh my God. All right, Katie, give me a fan story. Okay. Did you hear the squeaky toy? <laughs> no. Oh. Meg's like, give me a fan story. Weeka weeka. <laughs> oh, dang, I wish I would have. <laughs> it's like a clown horn. That's basically what I was going to say. That sounds very comical. Uh, okay. This is from Sarah from February of 2021. Into the thick of it. Uh, mm. Dear Tiffany, Megan, Katie, and Sarah. Hi, my name is also Sarah. I am a Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. 
Hufflepuff, but I have been sorted into Gryffindor. Right. Also, also sorted, sorted into Gryffindor. Gryffindor. I can't oh, read okay. today. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, neither can I. We could tell that by the 30,000 times I started thinking <laughs> the way. My wand is a silver lime wood. Ooh, with what? a unicorn core. 12 and a quarter inches and slightly yielding flexibility. My Patronus is a Manx cat. And my Ilvermorny house is Thunderbird. I've been wanting to send my fans story for a while, but it's not that special. So it's taking me a while to actually send. <gasps> Every it's fan special. story is special. They're all special. Yes. But I recently became a patron of Swish and Flick and figured <laughs> it was time. Thank you. Thank you. I've been listening to the pod for a few years now and I'm in the Facebook group as well, but finally was able to be a patron as well. Woo. And I have loved binging the Felix Files. Yay. Mm. Anyway, here is my Potter story. I was not a reader growing up, but I read the first book when I was 12 and absolutely loved it. So I read the second, but then my non-reader self got distracted and I never picked up the third. I watched the movies when they came out and the love was reignited in me. I still didn't read the rest yet, but I was obsessed with the series. I met my now husband when I was 19 and he could not believe I hadn't read the whole series yet. So I dove right in and read all seven in a few months. My love and obsession deepened even more. I'm a mom now, six and four-year-old boys, and honestly, there isn't always enough time to reread this series as much as I want to, so I often just listen to Jim Dale on repeat. Mm-hmm. Like many others, the series and these characters have helped me through anxiety and the many roller coasters of life. It's always been my safe place and such a comfort to me. My six-year-old and I have started reading the illustrated editions, and he now has the Harry Potter bug. We have been we have spent many hours playing Quidditch in the yard, dressing up and acting the books out, and building Harry Potter Legos. Sharing the joy with him has made my heart incredibly happy, and I can't wait for my younger son to get into it, too. I used to listen to a few other Potter podcasts. Out. Just kidding. <laughs> and then I found you guys. Listen to them all. <laughs> I immediately felt like I connected with each of, each of you about so many different levels, and I feel, and feel like I am hanging out with friends when I listen, and often respond to you and pretend that you can hear me. You ladies are such a bright spot in the world, and I can't tell you enough how much I've loved listening to your podcast. The way you use your platform to make positive impact and to stand up for what others slash what is right is incredible. You guys are simply amazing. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for all that you do. Love, other Sarah. That's so sweet. I love that I story. I love That's this. Yeah. Story. It is. I love hearing Thanks. you sharing it with your kids. Yeah. I love all the nice words you said about us. Yeah. Also, and acting out the books is like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> oh my god! Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yes, mm-hmm. please. Uh, tell you. me all about your Quidditch adventures in the yard because yes. that sounds incredible. Also, this is a reminder that listening mm-hmm. to books is the same as reading books. So it's totally okay that you're just listening to Jim Dale on repeat. Sounds amazing. You're reading. You're still yeah, reading. That's what Tiffany does. Truly, that's what I do. Utter Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> that seven's on repeat. Oh, freaking love it. So, uh, thank bats. you, Sarah. <laughs> I love Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Give me a <sighs> joke. A joke. Da-da-da-da. I love a joke. <laughs> God, yeah. I haven't watched Boondock Saints in a very long time. I've never seen it. Oh! You'd probably hate it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that the cartoon? No! <laughs> Wait, there is a cartoon. Thank you. No, Mia knew what I was talking about. The Boondocks. Mia immediately. That is a cartoon. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking of. Sorry. 
Oh my god. Oh. Very different. Is it a scary movie? Is it an old movie? It's older. I'll hate it. It's not like old, old. Meg will see like Meg will see like the opening credits on there. She'll be like, and I'll be like, oh, I'll hate this. Like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's got William. It's got William Defoe in it. I don't know who that is. Okay, Here, this is a joke for you. <laughs> Go ahead. No, just look at the chat. That's from the movie. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's not appropriate to say out loud. Okay. <laughs> what did the Thunderbird say to Newt? I don't know, Katie. What? Can you I be light frank my fire? No! Oh, can I be frank with you? That's pretty cute, though. <laughs> I love Frank. <sighs> frank the Thunderbird. Well, if you'd like to, you can follow myself and Katie on Instagram and TikTok at the Petrus Family and Tiffany on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore flick. We haven't done this in a while. Tiff, what are you up to? Oh, my heavens. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, we've been sick for 40 years. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 84 years. Truly, though. Um... We had like a highlight over the weekend where everybody was feeling fine. So we went and saw um, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer at um, the Cleveland Playhouse. It was absolutely amazing. Nini pulled out all the stops. We sat front row. The actors were waving at Rose. She was so excited. It got me so pumped to like see her with characters at Disney. Like I can't freaking wait. It's going to be awesome. awesome. Um, so there's that. I have not, I'm waiting. Okay. Let me restart that. I have not played the new Pokemon game. I went and I was like, I didn't pre-order it or anything. I've been so busy. I haven't touched a video game in forever. Obviously things are pretty crazy. Um, and I like casually walked into Target on release day or like a day after or something. I was like, do you have Pokemon? And he goes, nope. <laughs> I was like, bye. <laughs> he said it like so jokingly. Like it was really, it was a funny moment between us. And I was like, yeah, I knew I waited too long. Um, these November releases though, everything gets crazy around Christmas time and holidays. So uh, I think Marty's going to buy it for me. For Christmas. So, yeah. So I'm just going to wait. Nice. Um, okay. I've been continuing to do my ab rehab when I'm not feeling like absolute trash. And that's been going really well. I feel a lot better. And I've actually been experiencing like a lot more like food freedom. Um, just by like listening to people on the internet. I know that sounds kind of weird, but they're like, registered dietitians and stuff like that. And I put this on the internet highway on Facebook, but I did sign up for therapy with BetterHelp. I haven't had a live session yet, but I've done um, like goals I want for therapy. And so I'm really excited for that and to kind of like get a toolbox to help myself out for various things like anxiety and overstimulation are like two huge ones for me. Also like body image and self-esteem. I definitely want to work on as well. And I got an early Christmas present from Nini. 
Beanie bought me a spin bike. So I'm nice. going to be able to do Peloton rides. It's sitting upstairs in my doorway right now. We have to figure out room for it down here in the basement. Because currently, there's a lot happening down here. Um, and I am so excited. I'm so excited to do some Peloton rides. I'm so stoked. So stoked. I, I really finished. Want, what? I really want a, um, I want a Peloton <laughs> when we move. You should get just, you should just do like the subscription and not get a Peloton bike though. Cause I feel like you have to pay more. Correct me if I'm wrong. People on the internet, I feel like you have to pay more if you have their bike. For some reason, somebody told me that. Um, we do have the Peloton, like Katie uses it. Mm-hmm. The app, whatever. Yeah, the app is awesome. Uh, yeah, absolutely love the app. Okay, books. Moving to books. I finished reading The Fellowship of the Ring. Uh Everybody was like, once you get through the first hundred pages, it gets better. Disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I was nearing the end and I text my friend Steph, Stephan Holmes, Dr. Stephan Holmes. uh, And I was like, I'm dying. (laughs) She's like, keep going. I'm like, okay. Uh, I do not like the narrator, actually. I told you <laughs> he's terrible. And the only reason that I didn't like him, and I think it's because my brain couldn't focus, the voices that he does were too similar to one another. However, having said that, I finished it and I said, I'm going to keep going. Two Towers is freaking Chef's Kiss right out the gate. It is so good. I think it's the same narrator on Audible. And he sounds so much better this time. And I don't know. I don't know why, but I love it. Like freaking two towers is so good. So, so good. Um, And then I'm, I, we got new Kindles. We got some Kindles and on my Kindle, I am reading uh, the high mountain court. Apparently it's the first of like a trio of books. They, spice supposedly i haven't gotten there yet um it feels very sjm (laughs) cool like very 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 so you'd probably like it i haven't gotten the spice yet we'll see and i have 181 more days until my next disney trip Woo woo. um James is great. His first word that actually has meaning behind it and that he is not just babbling and wants something. It was not Dada. It was not Mama. It was for food, my friends. It was Baba. (laughs) So he's probably a Hufflepuff. I love it. Love it. He is growing so incredibly fast. It's crazy. And he's been not feeling so great. And so he's got a little bit of like a horse voice still. And when he gets very desperate, he goes, Baba. Baba. Oh my God. I'll give you whatever you want. <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> he is so cute. And Alana, she can write her name all by herself. Um, 
she's just she's doing so well and I have to tell this quick story about her because sometimes as a parent you don't know if what you're doing is actually going out into the world and doing what you say and what you're trying to teach them (laughs) right right there are many other influences in the world (laughs) (laughs) right so oftentimes I will experience this as a teacher and I will tell the parents at like conferences like your student is great they're always like on task following the rules they're kind and that sometimes I get the reaction of oh my god are you serious and I'm like yes why and then they're like because they're off the hook at home and so we experienced something like this and Marty Marty told me this um so Alana's been taking Irish dance how cliche no (laughs) just kidding the actual (laughs) dance studio is also called O'Malley's um (laughs) seriously so she was a dance class and there was a new little girl who was going to be dancing and they have these little rubber circles that they stand on to stay in their spot um, for Irish, for Irish dance. Cause if you know anything about Irish dance, you have to like stay, stay in your spot for a lot of the kicks or whatever the heck they do. Um, and this little girl was nervous and shy and she really wanted a purple circle and there were no more purple circles and wouldn't you believe that Lady Supreme, without any outside influence, picked up her purple circle, went over, and gave it to that little girl. Aww. I was like, oh, my gosh. Aww. She is a loving and kind, compassionate human. and i was so happy that something that we were teaching her was actually being implemented into the outside world um and then later that day she told me that we weren't going to be best friends anymore because she couldn't watch youtube so Mm -hmm. you take it with Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) a we're we're not best friends anymore i said really (laughs) it's like get out of here we're best friends forever lucky i saw you give that purple circle (laughs) she was like she was like mom we're best friends i'm like i know honey come here <laughs> the guilt oh my god she felt so bad after she said it and i was i was she goes do you forgive me i'm like of course oh of course i forgive you you're gonna say okay. much worse to me later in life probably <laughs> i'll remember this moment all kids do it it's okay yep. Yep. It's okay. Anyways, I'm done with my whole freaking novel that I'm telling everybody tonight. Your CVS receipt. Truly. <laughs> <laughs> you also have $5 in extra cash, whatever that's called. Plus a dollar off this and $2 off that. Plus all these, I don't know, exclusions. Crap. Like on. here, take $2 off this name brand toothpaste that we already jacked the price up of because <laughs> so we're now at it's CVS. <laughs> so right. now it's normal players, but still way more expensive than the CVS knockoff brand. <laughs> but you can feel better about it because here's a coupon. <laughs> oh my God. Anyways, um, this is not an ad for CVS. Well, <laughs> I am still reading Kingdom of Ash. I know. I know. Uh-huh. That's been it's, a minute. I really like it. I just have been. Are you well, reading, reading it, or are you audibling it? Like, I'm are you bold. book reading it? Oh, I'm you're bold. going okay. back and forth. I need you um, to like put that stuff on two point five and get it done. I, 
<laughs> I know, and I need to I need to hit my fifty two books this year, so I need to like get on. You have a lot of holiday books you gotta read. I know. Cute books. Girl, mm. I know. I know. I know. Do you? I haven't been reading. I don't know. I You've just been really busy. We talk about you don't know. Been nonstop. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know. But also I really love reading and I hate when I don't have time to do it. Um mm, I know. But I feel the yeah. same about video games. I feel that way about video games too. Like I same. I have Pokemon Scarlet. Haven't started it. Mm. Okay. So hey, if you're not feeling well tomorrow, call off and read. I know, yeah. I caught something on our trip. We so we just got back from our California trip. This is a trip that we have had planned for Forever. almost a year now, a year, over yeah. a year, because we booked it when we were on our last trip last October. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. always happens that way, doesn't Dude, it? I yep, know. it does. When you're at Disney and you're like, mm, you're like mm, I want to go to Disney. <laughs> I need to know when I'm going <laughs> I understand that's so bad. Um, yeah. we, let's see. Marguerite asked, what's the best food we ate on our trip? I know. Mm. It was that burrito taco we had. Oh, my gosh. I said it yes. wrong, but I can't say it properly, so I apologize. I think it's quesabiria oh. tacos at California oh. Adventure. That was mm. good. Mm-mm-mm. It also, was from Cochina Cucamonga. Yeah, I also really <laughs> love Pim's Test Kitchen at Avengers mm-hmm. Campus. All of the food mm-hmm. there is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah tacos. Also, the churro toffee... <laughs> Uh, at Disneyland is like one of the best snacks ever the pistachio and cherry churro and (gasps) the bride churro all the churros god Disneyland just does churros better like Disneyland does everything better I figured out why so Disney World makes the churros just kidding (laughs) that's the explanation for everything (laughs) Disney World makes the churros away from the cart and brings them out and then sells them Okay. Disneyland sends them through a toaster and coats them in the sugar to order and gives them to you and they're like hot and fresh and crispy and oh they're so good so i just love all the food at disneyland i love disneyland so much i will say it and i absolutely a thousand percent mean this i prefer visiting Disneyland Resort over Walt Disney World any day of the week. It still has the nostalgia feels of my childhood when it comes to going to Disney. The cast members care more there, or at least it feels like it. Oh, they mm-hmm. care a lot more there. The weather is better. <laughs> better yeah. weather. Better weather. Better weather. Also, I like a lot of the rides better in California than I do in Florida. I I love the Alice in Wonderland ride. I love. Do you do Mister Toad? Yes, I love Mister Toad. I like the Peter Pan there better. I love that What's they have the snow What's different about the Peter Pan there? There, it's There's set up just different. Like the scenes are just like set up a little bit different. It's just, huh. it's really cool. The Pirates is different there. I love mm. the Pirates at Disneyland. Pooh Bear's um, different. Winnie the Pooh's different. Really? I love the Winnie the Pooh there. What else? Space Mountain is different in. Katie and I had a conversation because I got off of Space Mountain at Disneyland. I was like, I kind of think I like this one better as well, because the last time we wrote it, it was Ghost Galaxy. So it was like Halloween themed. And we both said we did not like Ghost Galaxy. 
Mm. But this time we just got to ride regular old Space Mountain. And I loved the track, like the music that that was playing. I loved the light projections. I loved the tunnels that you go through are like a little more immersive than the Walt Disney World one. But Katie was like, I like the track better at World. Yeah, the track's better at World, but I wanted everything else from. But like all the other factors. So like if they could just like combo those somehow, it'd be perfect. But I if I had to choose which one to ride, I think I would choose Disneyland. Um, Do they have Toy Story? They do not. Toy Story Land? That's what I thought. They have Pixar Pier. Pixar Pier. That's right. So they have Toy Story Midway Mania. Mm, Right. And they have a Jesse... um, Merry-go-round. Merry-go-round. Yeah. Uh, I love California Adventure, too. Like, Cars Land, Avengers Campus. Like... Dude, I watched Spider-Man flip through the sky. Amazing. I met Iron Man. (sighs) Freaking love Iron Man. Disneyland is just better. Iron Man took a picture with me and then he said, whoa, someone loves the camera. They looked me right in my face and pointed to himself. <laughs> yeah, that it's was hilarious. so funny. And I think, that, <laughs> um, I think that, you know, if I only went to Disneyland for the rest of my life, I would be content, except I would miss Epcot. You would miss Epcot. I was going to say, yeah. Epcot's mm-hmm. your favorite. I would miss Epcot, but California Adventure does do a food and wine festival, and they had a Festival of the Holidays festival going on, and the food at the Festival of the Holidays at California Adventure is a million times better than the Festival of the Holidays at Epcot. Um, it's really good. But, like, the pavilions at Epcot are just so unique and so cool, so, like, I would miss that, but, oh, man, if I never had to step foot inside Magic Kingdom again, I wouldn't be sad if I only went to Disneyland Park. <laughs> like, Disneyland Park is so far superior over magic kingdom in my opinion like honestly like they don't even it doesn't even touch it i agree hmm. even with like new fantasy land blah 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 no disneyland park is where it's at i love new orleans square i love i just love it i love their big thunder i love the food i love the feels i love the people i love, I love the, the galaxy's magic. edges there <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. it's just cool so I love it. Also, we went to San Diego Zoo. Mm-hmm. Amazing zoo. Oh, my God. It was amazing. We didn't even see everything. It's so huge. And I we also watched the these LA wolves zoo. roll around on stuff. It was cute. We watched the what? The wolves. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was so cool. Yeah, they have like a little mini pack of wolves. It, it was just mm. so cool. There were so many interactions at that zoo. Um that like I have never seen or heard of like that you could experience at other zoos like like they were feeding the polar bears and like the polar it was like it was right there like I've not like (laughs) I don't I don't get that close to people on a daily basis I couldn't even comprehend how close we were to some of the animals and how how like interactive they were and like interactive with each other it was so cool it was so cool. I watched a little baby draft gallop. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Uh, I know. Oh, wee so beeb. It was amazing. Hey, beeb. And thank God for the buses because let me tell you that zoo is hilly. Yeah. Lots of uphill. I thought Edinburgh Zoo was on a on a hill. Yeah, I looked no. at Katie. I was like, Edinburgh Zoo's got nothing on the San Diego <laughs> Zoo. <laughs> so steep. Oh yeah. We also did the uh, animals aglow at the LA Zoo. 
That's that really was cool. Oh, was yeah. Similar to the Asian lantern festivals that have gone around to many zoos lately. Um, that was really, really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, Katie, mm-hmm. do you want to add anything? I'm sorry. I feel like Katie's like, <laughs> same trip. <laughs> S- just same. You got to run. I did. I ran in Disneyland, which I pet on myself for. Oh my god! I got to pet. <laughs> I got to pet Disneyland cats. cats. I went on a run around our resort. I wanted to make sure if I ran on vacation, which I wanted to, because my run weekend's coming up really soon, and I'm getting really nervous. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure I got him in so soon. And I was running. I wanted to run in Disney because I felt safe there. I didn't want to run in LA because I was nervous. Yeah. Um. So I was running around the Salad. resorts, and I saw, I saw one cat. Then I saw another cat. Then I saw the first cat again with another cat that I hadn't seen. So three cats. They were just hanging around. And then another day I went back with Meg because back where these cats are, there's like a DVC building. And we wanted to see if we could get a tour of some rooms. Fun fact, they were closed, but it was fine because then Meg befriended these kitties. And then they also let me they pet them. They came right up to me. So nice. They just accepted little scritches. I'll share the video in Discord and I can find it when I'm done talking here in a minute. It was amazing. It was amazing. It made my whole day. It made leaving that day a little easier because I got to spend time with the Disneyland cats. Um, yeah, I don't know. My big thing in life is that I have a really big race coming up and I'm really nervous because I don't think I'm ready for it. But the date ain't changing. So we'll see what happens. Go do the best I can. I love you. I love you too. I know. All right. Can you give me the bingo report? Oh. Yeah, we need a bingo report. Marguerite kind of got bingo and we awarded her points. And Brandon also got bingo. So Gryffindor and Ravenclaw both got bingo points today. And the house cup standings are Ravenclaw, 40 million. <laughs> Gryffindor, two. <laughs> <laughs> Ravenclaw is in first. They have broke 5,000. 5,184 points. Hufflepuff is in second with 3,835. Slytherin is in third with 3,252. And Gryffindor is in fourth with 2,710. Congrats, Ravenclaws. You are still winning. Mmm. Mmm. What is this mm-hmm. episode for? Um, getting healthier because we're all sick. So yeah. Katie. <laughs> I need to Katie, stay strong. Yeah, I had it honestly. before. I had it like two weeks ago. Well, maybe three weeks don't ago. Don't get it again. <laughs> I don't want it again. Um, I don't know. Do you want health and happiness? Health and happiness. And Dumbledore's not dead yet. So we're going to celebrate that. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Not dead yet. (laughs) I can't wait to eventually say, well, he ain't getting any better. (laughs) Back to work. Oh, my God. Get out. (laughs) Name that. that concludes this week's episode thank you so much for listening and don't let the muggles get you down 
My butt hurts. <gasps> Amazing! My boys! <laughs> I well remember my first interview with Dumbledore. I went on Professor Trelawney. Or, I'm sorry. What the frick, Tiffany? <laughs> went on <laughs> Professor Trelawney in throaty tones. <laughs> Maybe I should read it again in throaty tones. <laughs> I can't read. It's been a minute. I haven't done this in a while. Oh, <laughs> uh, can we edit that? Nope. I don't like it. Nope. No, don't keep it in. <laughs> it's going at the end. <laughs> Whatever. Let me start that over. I well remember my first interview with Dumbledore when on Professor Trelawney and float. <laughs> you like to read in floaty tones? Bye, Swishers. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.